0: Hi, this is Fabio Cardozo from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Thanks for listening to the Crown Refs podcast, Serve the Game.
1: Before we get into that, like I said, I'm really appreciative to have everybody here. You know, th- this really just started as a, as a film review service You know, I remember I did the first 10 for a hundred bucks and I was just trying to, um, you know, get 10 officials that wanted me to watch their game and, and give them, you know, great feedback and really kind of do the exact opposite of kind of camp where camp is more three to one instruction or a large group instruction. I wanted to go right straight one, one to one. Um, but my point is, you know, that, that film review service really led me to the community that we have now. And the fact that, uh, you know, we we can break down a game and now have an audience uh, as well to observe the session and then also, you know, contribute to the conversation and help out, you know, Fabio, who we're all here primarily to help. But I know everybody's going to help you, help themselves by viewing and, and participating. So I just wanted to say that. Appreciate everybody. Um, Fabio, while I'm pulling up your big game, just give me a little bit of feedback on your report. How did your like, um, you know, rewatch go with all of the notes?
0: Um. No, the the notes were were spot on. I mean, there's obviously you brought up some things that, you know, I didn't realize, you know, during a game that I was doing. um, You know, there wasn't a lot going on this game. I've seen a few of your IPRs and, you know, this game, you know, there wasn't much going on. I mean, it was maybe two or three really, you know, plays that, you know, I really wanted feedback on and and, and you hit those plays. Um, But, man, like I said to you earlier, the report was thorough as thorough as it can be, you know. So it was definitely eye-opening. And, um, you know, I'm excited to go over it with you, hear any feedback from the community. Because ultimately, it's about getting better, right? So Absolutely. Um, I'm ready to get going.
1: Awesome. That's why we're all here. So, you know, uh, I'm sure most of you know kind of the format, but we'll just look at one timestamp at a time. We'll watch the play. I'll give my feedback. And, you know... I don't mind if anyone ever wants to cut me off. Like, I'm good with that. I want you guys to like participate. So feel free to cut me off at any time. I don't care. right? <laughs> <Same> <laughs> All here. right, so what's up?
0: Same here, man. I can go off on a tangent, so somebody cut
1: sure. me off. Listen, I know, I know some people are here just to watch, some you know, and, and that's great, but like, we want to hear your thoughts as well. All right, so uh, 708. Let's look at that. You know, I have a lot of cosmetic stuff in here, but it's all about mastering the fundamentals and the basics. And, you know, it's really all connected. So throwing mechanics, you know, while awaiting the throw in, we want to hold the ball up like a waiter, look like that service professional. And also, you know, um, let's focus on making the transition, handing the ball to A1 and raising your arm to stop the clock. This little motion of the handoff into the, the the straight arm i just think it could look a little bit more fluid see right here that little like hesitation and you're just kind of slowly handing it to him right just find the, the ball
2: time.
0: what'd you say simultaneously at the same time you know pass it over and get the hand up at the same time you just so you remember that you just got to find the right cadence but i just
1: think overall the presentation there was a little little uh a little rusty i think And again, we're breaking down all of the little things, right? Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. Shouldn't we be bouncing the ball on that? I don't think anymore. I think they changed that mechanic, but I don't, I don't, I I believe a few years ago, uh, they made it your choice pretty much. The only time would be in the lead in the front court where you hand it off. So uh, that's, that's something that really doesn't matter. I don't think, I think it once. it once matters. (laughs) Uh, All right. Eliminate excess. What do we have here running and counting? You know, this, this is really hard to look good doing. It doesn't matter who you are. So I always tell officials like it's okay to count in high school. First of all, when I ref high school, I don't, I don't uh, do a 10 second count because in college we simply use the shot clock. So if I have a shot clock right above the scoreboard, I'm using, I'm using the shot clock. I'm just not counting right because it's more accurate a uh, a a robot computer is more accurate than us um so that's something you guys might even want to consider i know not everybody on the call is doing college so you could be frowned upon blah 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 but ultimately this is a better way to administer a 10 seconds is by using the shot clock um but especially if if you're going to use the shot clock or excuse me if you're going to do a hand count we don't need a hand count when a one is like sprinting up the court and we know it's gonna take two seconds to get up, right? Like I don't even think that I think that's unnecessary. I think you just need to focus on running at that point and getting into position. So looked like he was gonna bust it down for a second. Right here. We you know, like I know you pretty much ended the count, but just take that guideline moving forward. Yeah. If you see the team team A is moving up the court really. And especially if you have to like really run, then we don't need the count anymore.
0: Yeah, that, that's actually like, like a topic of conversation at a board meetings. Cause we have a few guys in our association that do college and they never count on the backcourt, but obviously the assigner, you know, and, and the executive board, it's like it's high school, this isn't college. So we, you know, uh, coaches and players are looking at you for the count They're not looking at the shot clock. And in high school, you know, the main reason why for us, we don't have a lot of, you know, our tables really aren't, you know, we might have maybe two or three good tables, you know, that start the clock when it's supposed to. So sometimes shot clock doesn't start on time. So, I mean, the board is like pushes us to do that. But even in this game, Paul, later on down the road, down the game, I've heard that from you already. And there was times where I wasn't counting because there was no pressure in the backcourt. I mean, there was no, they got it up in, you know, three seconds, you know, so I, I'm I'm trying to incorporate that. Um, but if there is pressure in the back that, you know, that they want to come, you
1: know, that's great. That's great. that's great that they want that. Um, the cool thing about this group is we kind of like, we kind of bypass a lot of the local talk, right? And, and yeah, we're yeah. on a more universal level of officiating. And, and, and in doing that, we're also not worried about like, people sharing their opinions of what they think we should do. And as far as like pressure from the board, there's no pressure about hand counts. It's just an irrelevant thing. I'm I'm just wanting you guys to just trust me there. It's just local, local high school talk. I know I've I've said this before. Um, It's not going to matter at the end of the day, start something like this. Uh, I know at six 30, I said, stop leaning. Yeah. See over here. So if, if we're leaning, that's really telling us that we need to position adjust a little bit. Um, and you also see how it's kind of like I'm not going to call it unprofessional, but it doesn't promote, it doesn't um, produce our most professional look. Leaning over, would you right. agree with that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So take that extra step right, get basically underneath the basket there. You know, if I take that one more step to the right, I'm underneath the basket. So I mean, that's that's if I need to be there, that's where I got to be. Correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If like I said, if if you're if you're leaning the six inches, then just move six inches with your feet. Right, because you're going to be in a better position if you have to position adjust after that because you're not going to position adjust while you're leaning really. You got a travel coming up here. I thought you looked pretty smooth on it. Um, but remember one thing, I, okay, maybe we're a little, we're a little late jumping. to position adjust here. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at this. All right, so you're in trail. Ball's at right in the center line. Goes opposite. So right as that three-point, Player, when did, did you see that three point player cutting? As soon as you pick him up, that's like a trigger for us to also adjust because looks like he's about to get an open shot. So we want to position ourselves, you know, dependably once we kind of get that instinct. Or, you know, that's that's part of feel, feeling for the game, too. That feel for the game, knowing where the ball's going, knowing, knowing where the next shot is coming from, knowing which player's going to shoot it, knowing where they're going to shoot it from, all that stuff. And 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 also, actually, I think we have the lead running to rotate. I believe. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, at all, because I think you missed missed the rotation,
0: right? Well, that's why I. That's why I. I. You know, I kind of hurried down a little bit because I saw the rotation. You know, initially, without looking at the lead, I what I thought I should have done was just step step into the court to have a better look, you know, as that three pointer, you know, as that white five is going to the three point line, but then I saw my lead, uh, rotating. So I started, you know, I, I went down more. I mean, it, if you see right here, I noticed, I noticed the, I noticed white five lining up for three. And I, initially I was going to take a step into the court just to have a better look. And, um, uh, but then I saw my lead going and then I try to hustle down into position, you know, with the rotation.
1: So ideally, we want to be with the coaches right here. If we can kind of do our our, our lead up work to get us into that position. And I know it could be hard too when when we have the lead, who's, who's, although that that wasn't a bad like rotation. It wasn't like he just ran out of nowhere and didn't stop at the B position. The problem with running to rotate is a lot of refs don't stop at the B position. And then if you do stop at the B position, there's no need to run over a lot of times you'll just wind up waiting or then you can get over at the appropriate time uh one one trend i noticed with some of your calls is you're jumpy yeah you know and and we've all been jumpy before i've, I've been through all that especially on travels and plays going the other way um and that's a trend I, that'll, that'll trickle into other areas so we want to just slow that down i thought you had really crisp mechanics here but just that one little initial jump we don't
0: need it yeah and and, and i noticed it more i got I got a head bob. I got a head bob where, you know, for example, you know, behind in the bench, you know, the red bench, I mean, they're yelling travel and I'm, and I'm, and I already see the travel and, and they're yelling travel and I'm nodding my head, yes, I see it. You know, I'm not saying it, but I, I, the natural reaction is like, yeah, I, I got it. So I did that a few times. Just, it's, it's just, it's a habit that I, I need to break that I'm yeah. just, you know, yeah. I'm going, no, you can't do that. That's a travel or yes, I got okay. the
1: travel. Got it. I know it. You know? Yep. Absolutely. I used to remember a ref who used to call his travels. You say, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Something like that. So I know exactly what you're saying. I'm
0: not yelling um, it, but I'm definitely like, I'm not, uh, my, my head is going crazy at
1: times. Okay. Yeah. So that's just coming. That comes down to just slowing ourselves down. Yeah. Slow down, slow down want to have a, um, almost that stillness to us but still look athletic and fluid and like really tying those combinations together is great um, 440 got a double whistle let's check it out remember to post and hold on double whistles block charge plays and and another thing is we don't we want to post and hold and the hold also means hold our stance yeah. and not show with our feet which way we're going because it's a lot of a lot of times only refs just know but the game also knows if like you're walking the other way we know you're going charge. if you're walking in we know you're going block so that can get us in trouble if if both officials have conflicting calls and then obviously we have a blarge which is one of the worst things we could do play calling wise rule wise is have like conflicting calls um yeah, let's just take a look at you real quick after we said that. Uh, so on double whistle, on double whistles for block charge plays, it's important to post, pause, process, right? Post, pause, process. Not show any movement. Give the lead the first crack at it, right? Your 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 whistle. I mean, I understand you had a great look, but just knowing it's kind of entering. Well, it's in the paint now. It's it's his primary defender so just have a cadence whistle and, and if the he no calls it the lead no calls it then you come boop, boop, and then go the other way
0: mm-hmm.
1: anything else about that play anyone uh have anything
0: no nah, man I, I just wrote down you know when i was looking at it just it comes down to being more patient and just slowing down i mean that's basically i mean that that happened you know right after that travel call that i got jumpy so i was in the jumpy mood you know, within those last two minutes. So I, you know, I just wrote down, just be patient. You know, that's kind of where I need to, my whole game, not just on judgment call, not just on, you know, travel or, or block charge calls, just, just slow down, just slow down.
1: Yep. So you're self-talking in that moment, crash happens instead of just going fist, just process. Okay. Leads play, leads play, nothing. He doesn't have it. Boom going the other way. And that's hard to do all the time. So if you can't do that, then you just do this. Boop! That's as simple as it gets right there. Just call call a foul. Let's see. We have a a sprinting rotation there. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to fast forward that part. 248, you got an N1. Do we like it? Do we like it?
0: Uh, I like it. What you say? I saw. I I saw more contact on the wrist. You know, I know he might have hit the ball first with his fingertips, but he he hit them. He hit the wrist. His his hand. You know, the shooter's hand kind of you know moved in from when he got hit.
1: Well, let's not call him a shooter, though. Right. Let's not call him a shooter. Let's just. I know what you're saying, but I, shooters jump shot. So diff, different rules now on the hand to wrist for a layup attempt.
0: Oh, all right. My bad. I, I no, no, at no, no, one. no. I'm looking at the wrong one. I'm looking at the wrong one. I think it's the next one that I was, that I was thinking about. Yeah, this one.
1: Yeah. What'd you think of this one? Is this the one? Now, talking? Yeah,
0: th- that wasn't the one I was talking about. Okay, so I let's thought, just
1: talk about this one.
0: Uh, yeah, this, this one's soft.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad you said that.
0: Yeah, this one's good. definitely tough. It mean, hit him, but uh, I mean, he definitely played through it. Wasn't even wasn't even bothered by the on you
1: know, that hit to the arm. So one one thing that happens when we have multiple plays like or or simultaneous plays, right? Or two plays at a time. <coughs> Excuse me. We no call the first one, but then that speeds us up because the play intensifies. Yeah, because now we have a second one. We got to put back. We got multiple players in the lane. We got everybody jumping for a rebound, right? I mean, it adds a little bit of pressure. So I think sure. that's great. No call, but then boom, cheapy. Yeah. We just no call both and we're good to go.
0: You know, when you, when you have, you know, rebound, offensive rebound, put back, miss, you know, I think everybody's anticipating a foul, a right? A call, you know, and, and, you know, in my mind, you know, who's shoot-
1: everybody. Who's everybody? Well, the, the, fans?
0: Again, right. No, yeah, I mean the whole gym. Right. Okay. I mean, that's a type of play where even as a spectator, you're seeing all that commotion, you're seeing all that movement, you know, it's like there's gotta be a foul there somewhere. You know, and and, and that to me that was a case of me trying to find something. You know, instead of instead of that finding me, I, I tried to find it, you know, and I I realized that afterwards, even at the time, I mean he went up easily. You know, I shouldn't have been a call. I did see a hit, but it wasn't significant enough, and it wasn't anything that, you know, warrants a whistle there.
1: Yeah, I like that you said you're trying to find something, you know. And to that, I say we're not we're not foul hunters. I know. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't give me a I know discouraged. I know this is all positive stuff. Like we're just. We're, we're looking at plays that maybe we could have did something better on and you're cataloging it and then it's not going to happen again. That's how this works. So right. there's no discouragement at all. Um, let's look at your I mean, end point. The I...
0: basket doesn't count into anything, right, Paul? Like he, you know, if you would have missed that, I mean, I would, I mean, I, I'm not waiting for the ball to go through the hoop to, to hold, to, to not call that. I mean, the significance of the shot going in really doesn't dictate a call there. Correct
1: this isn't one of those oh if no. he misses i'm i gotta come in late place this is not this is nothing so we're not gonna apply that here right right just a made layup and play on um i like your i like your scored signal on the spot i think it's a little low though so maybe keep that same motion if you want but just don't bend your knees and kind of lean over a little bit like we were talking about before it, it, it's presented a little bit different because you're leaning forward but uh, I think it's a little bit low, not by much. And I like, I like the motion of it. So something to keep in mind. I think that hit signal, did you start to implement some of the tips I had in the video and also not holding your foul shots above your head that far?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after, you know, I, I think one of my videos that I posted a plate sharing, you had mentioned that before. So, you know, in my head, I'm trying to remember to do that you know, keep her a little bit lower. You said that hit. I mean, how was that hit mechanic? I, 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 didn't, I didn't get what you said about the hit
1: mechanic. Um, no, I was saying, I, cause I gave you some feedback on your hit mechanic. I was wondering if you implemented it or no, or added that to your game more of just a snap, um, strike of the wrist or of the forearm.
0: Yeah, I know for sure. I'm trying to do that. And you know, right now it's, it's not muscle memory yet, Okay. Right. So it's just, you know, going to the table. Uh, I'm having a little bit of a harder time going to the table because I'm trying to remember, again, it's, it's going to come naturally eventually. But I'm trying to remember to have all the, you know, a proper, smooth, snappy kind of mechanic to the table. And I got too much going. In, I got too much going in my head mm-hmm. that, you know, at times I have a hard time even coming up with with the number. Okay. right I mean, like 45 and i'm you know one game i'm at 21 and i end up doing 12. you know so it, it, those are little things that it's not it's not a muscle memory thing yet and i'm and i'm just i got too much going in my head as i'm walking to the table that is the toughest part right now for me is, is trying to even at the table slowing down because i got so much to mm-hmm. could
1: you tell us any any bit more on that i know you've mentioned that before um where you were mentioning reference to like all the information we have on discord and patreon and and trying to implement it all and, and it was making you almost like try to do too much um
0: yeah yeah reason for that you know being a new member i think what uh, maybe two months okay. yeah two months, maybe so there's a lot of content there right so i'm i'm, I'm going through a lot of the stuff and there's like a lot of things that, you know, I agree with that I want to do. So I'm trying to implement it during, you know, during my season and, you know, just simple things, just not, not simple, but just like, you know, the snappiness with the mechanics. You know, I'm trying to remember everything, you know, because I agree with a lot of the stuff. So I'm I'm trying to put that into my game. And-
1: so, so let me just stop you real quick. As far as the mechanics and signaling, that's simply practice that's you on your own time just practicing and then you don't have to think about it then it becomes second nature you know I'm I'm telling you it's
0: just it becomes yeah, this practice and believe me yeah. I I mean I'm, I'm I'm in the shower and um uh-huh. you know I'm, and I'm doing signals I'm in my living with my girlfriend's with me and I'm you know I'm I'm without a doubt I'm, I'm, I'm Great. practicing it cause now I got to bring it to the game it's nice in the living room you know you know you got to bring it to the game and you know, at that point,
1: there's like still so much in your head. Gotcha, man. Just one game at a time, one possession at a time. You're you're doing the right thing. You know, you're uh, you're in the right place. So um, don't put too much pressure on yourself. And it's hard. It's hard um, being new, being being young in the game, man. It's a there's, it's a world. It's a new language. It's a new language. Yeah. Hey, it is,
0: there's a, I think there's a play here. 203 if we're able to watch it just want to get your opinion on something
1: okay sure what do we got it to a 203 take us through it
0: um you know like i anticipate right you know the ball is going to go there you know to the to the you know to, to to red three i think and i knew the ball was going there and i i wanted i wanted to get to the spot first and be in a good position so if you go if you go back there you know, I'm trying to get underneath the shooter because the shooter is coming up, so I got I got to go down. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, I got to get down. I got to get underneath him because he's coming up towards me. Exactly. Yep. Right. So my worries was if I if I anticipate too quickly and I get down below him, it kind of leaves me vulnerable for a quick transition if for whatever reason the ball gets tipped or the ball gets stolen you know if i if i get underneath him
1: so okay good i'm glad you said that and that's not something we need to worry about all right because you might get beat once once or twice a game and it's fine and um it's not going to happen very often so it's better to have a better position on the current play than worry about being out of position on the next play that has a low probability of maybe happening
0: so I, that shouldn't even cross my mind, right? I mean, I need to get, I need to anticipate it and get.
1: Yep, right where the coach up. is.
0: Because right now I'm straight line.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to get right, um, right where this yellow line is. Is where you ideally, I think, should be on this play. That's where you should end up. Maybe a step below the coach. So once the ball enters the paint, now you got, you kind of have to position adjust and say, "All right, well, this what's this player doing?" He's, he's not shooting because his back's to the basket. It looks like he's going to make a pass. Also, that's a trigger for you to say, all right, I have a player in my area who he could make a pass to. What, do I, what am I going to do next? See right here. Okay, what's he doing? What's he doing? Maybe take a step towards him. And then as you see him turning and looking at this player, you got to mm-hmm. be gone, right? We're not going to wait till he catches it. You have to know he's going to catch it. And once he turns and looks at him, and again this is feel for and the I got to be
0: weird. I got I got to yeah. be weird.
1: This is feel for the game stuff too, right? Where's mm-hmm. the shot going to happen? So for you to show two or three athletic steps right there and a position adjust to get lower than the shooter would have looked excellent. See NBA guys do it a lot. I think it looks fantastic. You know, they don't walk like that to to and, and get and uh, you know mark the shooter there. Show the three-point attempt. They're just one, two, three.
0: Like like side shuffling?
1: Side shuffling, absolutely. All
0: right.
1: I'm glad you made us bring that play back.
0: And then, uh, you know, 153, is there such a thing as moving too much? Absolutely. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure if this play, I'm moving a lot, but I feel when I'm watching video, I'm moving a lot. Right, I'm trying to find the best view. I'm trying to get the best angle, and a lot of the times, you know, as I'm making a call, a violation or foul, I'm in movement. Right, I'm not stationary. And I know you've said that in the past. You definitely want to be stationary. You want to be set. You know, when you got a call, because you know, you moving, making a call, it's it's a little weak looking. Oh, I mean, and. yeah Mm -hmm. one thing here fabio just about this like i think it's
1: total kind of just like as well with the calls and the positioning it's also with your
3: like i mean with your with your optics and how you use your eyes and your eye um discipline to i mean to get the matchups and kind of and self-talk what's in your area
0: right that's something i I need to do more self-talk
1: good point good point will uh, i don't think you're necessarily moving too much on this play though
0: no 153
1: yeah no no coming up right here pull up okay maybe that excess movement at the end um maybe just get to your spot and and eye that play up and down like you're in your dependable position jump shot goes up you almost have the your head looking down and then right up as the elites hey carmelo Carmela no calls the hello. Um, you have a foul here. I wrote call what happens. Yeah. I assume you're calling a trip. Okay, well, let's see what happened here. I assume you're calling a, a trip by the defender who yeah. dives for the ball, but this is not a block. Report a, a tripping foul for clearer communication. All right, so let's. what were you about to say? Sorry, Faith. Yeah,
0: sorry. no, I mean, there was, was a kid that was on the floor on red, and as White went driving, you know, basically tripped over the – the defender that was on the ground and i called the block right there
1: did you call a shooting foul
0: i did i did
1: well, you was, tell us about that play
0: yeah he was on his way up you know i thought he got tripped you know as as a kid went diving for the ball he tripped you know white five as he was going up you know so i i i called the block and you know, I don't know what, you know, we don't, I don't use a tripping mechanic in high school. Um, do it.
1: Use it.
0: Like right from the, right from the jump. Like I, I know sometimes I think we talked about, you know, you do a mechanic with a head and then you go to the head to show the
1: no, I've talked about not doing that. I've talked about only doing one. I, I understand it's not in the high school manual, but it's a very appropriate presentation of a foul here to show a trip player got i don't understand why it's not in the rule book that's another story but i think we can show a trip also a hit to the head is not in the high school rule book which is ridiculous that's something that we need to indicate so i'm telling you to indicate hit to the head telling you to indicate trip that's all i gotta say you know so
0: as the mechanic right tables yeah. you know red red three and then trip
1: yep like a sweeping tripping motion
0: Cause that's not a block you said, right? I, I, I reported
1: it as a block. Yeah. Again, this is nitpicking, right? But we also want to identify what exact foul it was. Cause right. it, it is going to be helpful if we can really differentiate the different fouls. So if, if he, what I, what I imagine here, and then we get a little blocked off, but two is sliding on the ground and kind of hits his foot slash ankle yeah. as he's shooting. Right. And there's foot contact. So that's gotta be a foul it's not a legal defender. He's laying on the ground. So, and, and then the player trips. So I'm, I'm cool with the call. I like the call. I think it's a good, good call. Correct call. Um, Just got to report what we, what happens now, take me through this. Was the coach barking at you as you were reporting?
0: Uh, honestly, I, I, I don't, he honestly looks like he is. I don't remember what he said to me. I wasn't even paying attention to what he said to me again. That's the time where I'm going to the table. I'm trying to, in my head, I'm trying to get the right number. I'm trying to get the right mechanic. That's, you know, that's the problem I'm having when I get to the table. So he could be screaming and barking at me and I just zoned him out because I was too focused on trying to report it correctly. We talked about this guy, you know, in a conversation that you and I had last week, how he was nonstop in the first half. Um, I, I, think, I think a part of me with this play, I don't think he knew what I called. I don't think he knew I don't think he knew I was calling on the kid that was on the ground. So what? Uh, Right. No, I know. I mean, I think that's why he was barking. Mm -hmm. You know, I think to your point. He
1: he clearly was barking because look at his behavior now. He was Coach, right? I think that makes it obvious he was barking at you. So I like that you have the ignoring skill, but I think you're using it too much. Like, I, I don't understand how you wouldn't hear the coach if he's barking at you, like
0: I know um, Paul, because I, I I'm I'm trying to go like there's so many things in my head as I <laughs> okay. to the table. I, I, I can't say that any more clear, like go going to the table for me over the last month and a half of the season, I mean my my brain was working trying to do things,
3: you know, smoother.
1: Sure. Yeah. All right. Connor has a question. Connor, take it away.
3: Yeah, so I'm going to say uh, Fabio said uh, he didn't think the coach knew like what he called. I think if we go to the table and like like you said, like show the trip mechanic, like right. calm him down because he's going to understand what you called. Like I had to play a few weeks back, like I called the foul and, you know, the coach is barking at me and I go to the table and, you know, white five, kid jumps A to B and then the coach understood right away like what the call was.
1: I'm really happy you said that, Connor. That I, you know, and that enforces why we're not going to nitpick about what's not in the book and like being so pure to the interpretations of high school, where it doesn't help us in the game sometimes. And this is a good example. Connor said it perfectly. Like you show the trip, or you show A to B, and it's already explaining the call before you, even, and it's preventing you from having to go explain the call, All right? Because you're providing that clear. In- you know, like if a coach doesn't, hits to the head are hard to see. If you're, sometimes if you don't have the angle and a, and a ref calls a hit to the head, you're like, what is he calling? You see it on film from a different angle. It's like, oh yeah, I got it. So why not let everybody know that? You're not going to come up and show an arm hit. Then you're going to be very confused as a coach, player, viewer, like what is the call? There's no arm contact. So I don't know why he's showing a hit to the arm. So I hope that makes sense and I hope that sinks in on, on why we do these things.
3: Yep. Yeah. Hey, Paul, it's John. I stepped away for like three minutes. What What is your, uh, your table reporting for trip? What is the signal?
1: Um, sure. I'll just show you. So after you report the numbers, it's just literally a foot sweep from, from, uh, I'm my legs are in a normal position and I'm just sweeping across, just a sweep across. So So a little bit different, little bit different than the kickball signal. It's more across. Okay, Okay. very good. That's just what I do. You guys see that okay? Yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you for sure.
3: This is next level, homie. Just watch me. Stay fresh, you ain't gotta look sloppy Keep your uniforms tucked, this is what you need, huh?
1: Don't delay, now it's time to get neat tucks From the umpires, referees, and grooms To
3: my ballers, keep the audience watching all your moves Cause you don't wanna lose, now you looking so official Gotta get your knee tucks, everybody gotta get them Neat tucks, you already know what's up Neat tucks, keeps uniforms tucked Neat tucks.com
1: My uh, pain tolerance—something I'm big on, really big on—being able to take a punch, which means we're being able to no-call incidental contact all the way up to the line where it becomes illegal. And that's a hard thing to develop. And most officials probably struggle the most in lead when plays are coming at them. Um, I don't know where the—I don't know if that timestamp was correct though. Help me out here.
0: It was. It was 715 was right oh we great!
1: Love- great no call yep gotcha yeah good yeah 715 was right but i think i oh perfect yep good that's see that is a great no call great no call again what we were saying before it's a loud play Mo- look at there's five players here yep. five players there's no clear possession player control of the ball arms are swinging contact there's contact it's incidental contact but there's contact and it's just look, rip through, no call, good. How many refs would call that a cheap would call that a foul? And it would be a cheap N1. So I'm really happy that you didn't call that.
0: Okay. And I blew a call right here, which I which at the time I thought it was a foul. I didn't call it. it caused my partner to call a travel on red. But I think I, I should have had a whistle there. I know it's not my PCA. If you take a look at it. But I had a clear view. I, I thought the defender bumped him.
1: Okay. I'm Wait, you're in trail, right? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't see a travel. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So, call the travel.
1: Uh, no, nah, I like that. That's a no call. Okay. Agreed.
0: Thousand,
1: thousand percent. Because also, look at where he passes. He, he doesn't want that call to foul. Because look what he did. He found somebody in the lane. I mean, that guy's not shooting it. I mean, he should have been looking at the basket. But uh, that's a no call. It's a little bump, but the player then makes a play after that. That's where patience has to come involved. We can't just stop a play. We got to see what he's going to do. That play's not over. And plus, now if he uh,
3: if he bumps him and he ends up on the
1: floor, it's a different play, right? I mean, it's always a different play if there's right. a different, you know uh, movement or motion or absorption of contact all different. Um, and also we're, you're going to stay away from that play. Cause it is right in front of the lead. So wait, were you saying that you should have called some earlier? Did he call now, it travel? He called travel, right? He, so
0: he ended should... up calling it travel. Um, I thought it was a foul when I first saw it, but I stayed away from it because, you know, he's going right to my lead, you know, and, and he has a whistle there, so I, I I laid off.
1: So John, John, to your point, now let's say he let's say he does travel after that bump. That becomes a different play. And we're yeah. not gonna let a travel happen because of contact. So then that could be a foul, right? That right. exact contact could be a foul. If it caused a travel or cause him to go out of bounds or it caused him to fall. Could be a million different
3: reasons why.
0: That's why I was that's why I was like, I think I
3: missed it. I, I don't think you missed it, and I don't think the travel should have been called either, but the, you look at that play, that kid ends up with, a you know, 8-2 or whatever, has the ball now in the paint with a chance to score, and we took it away from him. I mean, the part that the, the crew did with the travel, and I think the no call is right. But, yeah, I don't want to penalize a kid here for making a pretty athletic play with a little bit of contact
1: okay staying out of trouble Six thirty.
0: this is the one that i was talking about earlier
1: okay take me through it
0: i i saw contact i saw more contact with with the wrist than i saw with him touching the ball first and then maybe hitting the wrist i i
1: so yes this is a shooter and and i'm glad we cleared that up so different rules apply. Um, just show me exactly where the show me what the contact looked like. On
0: so, zone. so the defender comes in, right? He could have hit the ball, his fingertips with the ball. He could have. I didn't see it, but he might have hit it. I just saw when he came down, he hit the shooter's wrist and forced the shooter's wrist. If you look like I slowed it down, his shooter's wrist kind of went inside because of the contact. And the ball was, you know, ten feet short of the rim. Um, okay. So I mean I I I was right there. I mean I I, I I I had no reservations on the call. I mean, I'm in front of White's bench, you know, and I was I was sure as shit with that call.
1: So you said before, and again, we're gonna trust you, you were right there, you got the best look. We're watching on Zoom, right? So just take that for what it's worth. Um, did but did you say the ball was blocked? Because we have we have a concept of is ball before body or body before ball? Was this one of those type plays?
0: Yeah, it was definitely. I, I, I didn't. You know, you had mentioned the notes that, you know, ball then hand. You know, if it if it hits the ball first, hits the hand, it's not a foul, right? I mean, if if he's trying to block it, I didn't see a block. I didn't see any contact with the ball. I just saw him hitting, you know, the wrist. He could have touched the ball with his fingertips, but there was a lot more contact with the shooter's wrist and hand than with the ball.
1: I'm glad you said hand, right? So, I mean, it's basically wrist down is a foul. This becomes the hand. So if you're talking about hand-to-hand contact, that's not going to be a foul unless there's an aggressive follow through, unless he hits it from behind. Right. Does that make sense? Do you agree yeah. with
0: that? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. that makes sense. You know, I was just watching the Michigan game and the hundred Dickinson got called for a foul for high fiving. Okay. Like, like 20 minutes before he came on. It's funny mm-hmm. you say that, but that was different. I mean, I, I really felt he, he definitely hit him. Okay. Um,
1: well, we're not here to we're not here to debate that play as, right, much as right, 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 right not right. not to say you are, but moving forward, just just remember, like hand to hand contact, high fives, I'm staying away from those. Right. I mean, you have to let the player finish his follow through. I think for the that's a guideline right there. But you know, if they meet up here, high five or or hit some on this part of the hand, like I'm staying away from it. Wrist here, different story. That's going to be pretty much automatic for shooting fouls.
0: So, what about you? Just said that, right? So, if you go like this, so if you if if it's high five, there's going to be a noise, right? You're going to hear it, right? That how, doesn't come in. And how is that?
1: No, it doesn't. How is the noise relevant?
0: Well, it just obviously, you know, flash right? I mean. Sometimes you don't see a foul, but you hear a foul. You know that that kind of mentality. No, we don't. Which, um, we don't
4: Can I? Someone hop in. So yeah, this is David. Um, so yeah. when I played, the reason why this is a lot of the reason why I don't go for it, but we didn't, we never, we always had the same refs, and they would always call the same stuff. And when I played, players are really sneaky, and maybe this this is probably pretty deceitful. But what I would do is I'd go up for a layup, and if a rep didn't have a great view on a play, I'd slap my own hand to make the smacking sound. And a good percentage of the time, they'd call foul, even though, you know, I didn't get fouled. I fouled myself, you know, just being deceitful. Like, just because you hear a sound doesn't mean necessarily that it's coming from illegal contact.
1: Two things on that. Number one, David, I want you to share the play of you getting a call fouling yourself. I'd love to see it if you have it on film.
4: I do not <laughs> <love> film our <marketing. laughs> game. Yeah, I just...
1: But you're right. Players look for, to gain advantages. Yeah. In any way they can.
4: Oh, if the refs did not have a good angle with it and I could see that, like if they say for instance, if the lead was on the opposite side of me, I'm going to the right side and they're on the left side of the basket. Like, Oh, he can't see that smack myself. He would call it, you know, stuff like that. Especially if a player had his hands down a little bit, trying to steal the ball or something. Um that's it particularly when I would get those calls. I didn't get them all the time, but they were work sometimes.
1: (laughs) So so Fabio, there's no hearing fouls. That's what I wanted to get at. There's no hearing fouls. We've all heard slaps. It means nothing unless you see illegal contact. Don't ever let a coach tell you, did you hear the slap? Yes, coach. I heard the slap. I don't know what it was. I have to see illegal contact. Did you see any illegal contact on that play? On that play? No, that's what I would say to the coach. Oh
0: right, right. <laughs> specific right. Specific.
1: Yes, absolutely. So no, Th- throw that out. reffing for sound, we don't care about the slaps and the smacks, the sound of them. Gotcha. You got a travel play coming up. Um Travels, make sure they are obvious. Be a hundred percent on them. What did we think of this one? Hundred percent travel, or maybe it's could obvious. have left it alone. What'd you say?
0: I said at the time it looked obvious to me, but slowing it down, I don't think it was.
1: Did you slow it down?
0: Yeah, I slowed it down after you mentioned it. I looked at it and I'm like, you know, yeah, it's not 100%. After watching it, I'm not 100% that cool. it's a travel.
1: Good. And remember, if we have to like slow a play down, slow a travel down 10 times and rewind it 10 times... Then probably in real time, going full speed, we should leave it alone. Okay, we got a foul in transition, 4:31. You show excellent court coverage here, um, as I think you correctly call the foul. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I think, the, I think I got bumped. You know, the defender turned his body, got bumped as as White went up. I think I, I, I think I held it too long.
1: No, I like it. I think it's a foul. I think I'm questioning what you presented, um, not being a block. Remember, blocks don't happen in the air. So I would either go with a push on those, or if you want to get real specific, like what Connor said, A to B is something you could use there. But I would keep it simple and just go push. 229, coaching management. Let's do it. Anything on this play that you remember as I pull it up, as I scrub Coach seemed displeased.
0: Yeah, he's displeased the whole half. <laughs> and my one partner was getting the brunt of it. Mm. He might have been, and he was complaining about me and my other partner, but my third partner was just listening to all. He, he, was,
1: he was just listening to it, you said?
0: He was just listening. I, that part of that was in the first half, just, you know, the coach was in his ear. And he's, my partner is deaf in his left ear so he always gave him his left ear. <laughs> it, it was funny. So we would try to get him, we were trying to get him away from the coach in the second half. It didn't work. Yeah, I mean, the coach is very demonstrative the whole half, you know, and I I really I I tuned him out. I really but, did. I,
1: I, I know, but that but that's one of the issues here is you're doing too much tuning out. Mhm. I mean, why are we tuning him out? Are we going to let him say anything he wants and just tune him out? You know, just avoid him? We got to tune in. I think we had a stoppage of play at 229. All right, so he's throwing up his arms. And this is something that he did a lot during during the half. It was just like his body language was, was really bad. <laughs> oh, my God. A lot of that. So there was a lot of that. So I just feel like as an official, one of the three officials needs to know his behavior for the half already. And he's doing shouting, he's doing pointing, just we've got to address him. I don't know if we, we've had it. We had a timeout opportunity to address him, but he's talking to all three officials, probably one more than, than the other, but definitely maybe not you as much. Right. You say you didn't have a ton of opportunities to get over. Yeah, there, I, but... I
0: wasn't near him. You know, no. I wasn't, on any dead balls, I really wasn't in front of him maybe once or twice a half, and he didn't say anything to me then. You know, he only talked to me, and I only had a conversation with him one time during the game. He questioned an over and back that I missed, a backcourt violation that I missed. I knew I missed it, and he asked me a couple minutes later about it, and I said, Coach, I I, I missed that one. And then you can see him backing off. Okay, okay, I'm just asking, him, just ask him. <laughs>
1: Remember if he's talking to the crew, he's talking to you and more officials need to adapt, adopt that, you know, sense of great partnering. Like we need to have each other's back like that. And I don't think we do it enough. Um, So like, I would be well aware this half that he was doing a number on my partner and I would, I would address, dress the coach for my partner someone's got to have you know the the courage to do it all right let's look at the second half A lot in that first half huh anybody have anything
2: if hey, hey fabio hi ashley hey uh what state are you in because i was like i was like he going opposite table side like um college men i was like i know he's not in texas um <laughs> uh,
0: massachusetts
2: okay that explains it okay
0: yeah so
1: ashley one thing about being part of this group, you're going to see so many differences of the high school game based on like which state they're in. This is the most interesting part. Uh, Shiloh, right. Correct me if I'm wrong. has it did a game where there's a restricted arc, right? Yeah. yeah in, Fascinating. In North Fascinating.
4: Da- yep. Yep. In North Dakota, they have two classes, a and B class B. They play quarters, eight minute quarters class A. They play 18 minute halves and, uh, Shot clock is 35 in B, 30 in A, and they have the
1: restricted arc. It's just very odd that there's one little area in in America that that has the same rules as college. So I was uh, saying on this held ball, you see how you're jabbing your point like three or four times? Just one strong point and just hold it an extra second. If you want to sustain it, show a little bit more strength, and then that's it. Just jabbing right there, jamming. Again, small, small stuff, small stuff. But what would look better, this, that, or one strong blast? White. All right, we'll let it rock. 718, you got to out of bounds call. Eliminate excess signals like pointing to the end line uh, when a player steps out. You you want to follow these steps, stop the clock, point the new direction, and then indicate the spot, right? So it was just a quick out of bounds play, and again, we want to – show everybody where he went out of bounds. So our first thing that we do is we forget step one, which is stop the clock on all fouls and violations. We point right to the line. Then I think you pointed the new direction. So just boo, white. And then if it's something that you have to show a little bit more emphasis on, you just point to the spot hard. Like if if this is one of those plays and I know we've all had it, and this is probably one of the reasons why we do it, where a coach, he's out of bounds, he's out of bounds, or or where did he go out of bounds? Right? Where is he out of bounds? And they're saying all that while you're stopping the clock, pointing the new direction. Where do he go out of bounds? Where do he go to bounds? You just boom, blast, blast the point. More of not, not like a normal indication of spot where it's just a soft point. That's where you do your directional point right to the spot, like show a little umph there. So that's an option for you on these type of plays. You guys know which plays I'm talking about.
0: Cool would it be all right to go back directional after you point to where he was out of bounds, go back and point directional to where exactly. So I, I feel like stopping the clock direction point to where he was out of bounds. I think this, I think it needs to be finished with another directional in in that direction. Um, Yeah,
1: No, because you're, you're already showing the direction. Step one, stop the clock. We have a violation. Step two, it's out of bounds. So what do we do? The direction, white ball. Step three, where's the ball coming in? Here's the spot. What did we What did we miss? Why the, Why the need to, to point again?
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you.
1: That's the proper protocol right there. So right, just nail it every time. And again. Overall, the reason why you did that is you need to slow down. We're getting back to that slowing down when we don't stop the clock and we just do something a little bit too early. That's just the need to, to slow down. So patience, um, hand count. What do we say about the hand count? Hand count is a little bit too long of a motion. I think a little bit too swoopy. Just make it a bit shoulder level.
0: More hinge, more hinge at the elbow. Rather than rather at, yeah, the, like that. at the shoulder.
1: I like it. Looking better.
0: I had a third and fourth grade tournament over the weekend. I worked on that on there the snap. Go.
1: There you go. Always working on something.
0: And always. Left hand. It was a snap and it was stopping the clock. of so calling the follow my left hand. Because mm-hmm. so I So worked out all weekend.
1: Yeah, man. It's a great time to do it, you know, building that muscle memory to um, be ambidextrous and try to call a foul or a violation with the outside hand. You know, if you're on the left side in lead, if you're on the left side of the paint, you got a foul. Most times we're going to, you know, stop it with the outside hand. Again, this is a preference, but it's just something I recommend. It's not in the rule book. And I think it's pretty standard, too. What do we got next, man? What do we got next? Foul, shot clock. Um, tough to see illegal contact on this play. All right, let's look at this.
0: Play call. Did
1: he get hit in the head?
0: No, he got hit in the hip. 44 hit him in the hip. Hip to hip as he was coming out.
1: Did we need to stop it?
0: Um, yeah, I felt there was enough contact there to kind of put him off balance a little bit.
1: Was was he really about to take that shot like that? Because that would make me say that's not a foul with, if he's going to shoot it like that.
0: I wasn't. No, I, I didn't think about what his, you know, what he was trying to do afterwards. You know, I, 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 felt he was hit enough to warrant a whistle there.
1: Anybody have anything on this play?
0: Looks like there's more of a foul if you look in the center of the key after the whistle. Yeah. Right. Yeah, kid was on the ground.
1: Oh, oh, good pickup. Good pickup, Pat. What I time? thought that was the
0: original. That's why I was wondering what what was going on.
1: <laughs> totally missed this one. Tough to tell.
0: But I was, and I also, if you look at, you know, my state here, you know, I was, you know, was killing a dead fish,
3: you know, multiple <laughs> times,
0: jabbing it. Instead of, you know, coming down with just stay here
1: no shot stay here um i'm happy we're talking about the stay here cuz i definitely want you you to use it uh, i don't necessarily think you you need it for this play if you're going to call a foul maybe this would be just a wave off
3: or just so a no foul, shot wave right. off
1: no shot point to the spot yes. stay here more for rebounding more loose ball type fouls yeah i mean i
0: i did the stay here motion thinking more of it, not be it was on the ground it wasn't a shot so i you know just doing the no shot signal Mm -hmm. obviously indicates that it's on the ground it's not it's not a shot x you know minimizing it right too much excess is not good looks like the
1: looks like 44 caught the worst of it yeah i see i see he definitely got hit and i see the hip contact you're talking about um i would think about letting this go but Again, you're working up your your threshold for a legal contact and letting knowing when to stop a play. And you know, you were right there. You had the good angle, so we can move on. Um, two fifty eight. We got eliminate excess signals.
0: Yeah, you've told us you've told me this numerous times. All right. No need to signal two shots. Just the habit. I got to break.
1: Um, this was on a basic shooting foul, right? All right, so we don't need to watch it. Let's go to the fourth quarter. 648 double whistle. It's important to not show a preliminary signal on double whistles until both officials have held and processed the situation. Then the primary calling official should take it.
0: This was the uh, charge. I was in the lead, and it was a secondary defender that took a charge, and I went into the I, – I, blew my whistle and then i saw my then i saw the sea out of the corner of my eye it just flies right right into my my view it has his whistle and goes into his you know pcf call so i started going and i saw him and i stopped and I, it was just ugly what do you think he had he always has a <laughs> He hasn't called the block all year. He'll say that to your face. Everything's a charge. Oh. But I had the same whistle. I had the same charge. But I see him running. You know, I joked with him later on. I showed him this video. I mean, he, I told him, you got to stop skipping on the court because you got to be distracted. He, he just laughs about it. But, I, you know, I was going to my call and so I felt this was my whistle, right? Secondary defender, I felt it was my whistle.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I, I... Here, here, as soon as you go behind the head, that's where I I think you still need to be just holding your fist up and processing and saying to yourself, all right, this is, um, he's running about 15 steps. I'm going to let him take this one. Right. Like, you you got this one, partner. You just showed the whole gym what it was. I'm staying right here, and I'm giving them the head nod. You got it. You got it. Take it. Finish it. Finish that play. Please finish it.
0: Oh, that's exactly what was going through my head. But I started going with the motion, and I just couldn't stop myself from continuing the motion of pointing, right? I, I, I knew it was his whistle. I know he was going to get it. And in my head, I'm trying to stop but I couldn't. My momentum kept me going. I mean, I went slow motion, but it kept me going.
1: But I don't want you to eliminate just one step, the point. I want you to eliminate both steps, the hand behind the head and the point and just stay here. So when you have a crash in in the paint and you hear double whistle, it's got to be this doo-doo, doo-doo. And that's why I'm always tweeting doo-doo, doo-doo. Okay. Nothing. He doesn't have anything behind the head. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, he's dancing? I'm just staying right here. You got a partner. Yeah,
0: I, I, I didn't, and I, I remember this specifically. I, I did not hear his whistle. Right? So, at this time we were still wearing masks. So sometimes the sound is muffled. Like you can't really tell sometimes that there was another whistle. So I couldn't hear his whistle. I stopped when I saw him in the corner of my eye. Right? So it was, it was a visual to me. You know, by the time you know, I I didn't hear the whistle. When I put my hand behind my head, it's when I saw him flying, you know, in, into the court, and that's when I couldn't stop my momentum from from pointing.
1: I hear you with the mask. I just want you to have try to have the awareness to know that your partner is now moving and or doing something. That's just right. called that crew awareness, like knowing if your partner rotating, knowing if your partner has a whistle. Knowing the next position, uh, adjustment of your partner, like in, in this case, just having the sense he's moving. You don't need to hear his whistle. You just see it out of the corner of your eye. He's moving. That means I got to stop. If he's moving, I got to stop. Spidey senses. Let's go to 421. Remember, back, back to your push signal. Um, it's a standard push-up. It's, it's just a push-up. The Push signal is a push-up. So just make it look like a push-up. Elbows are tucked. You have good form. Remember your PE teacher, he taught you the right way how to do push-ups with good form. Right. That's like me now. I'm the ref PE teacher trying to, to work with everybody to have good form and and do it correctly. What were you doing at the table? I know I said when you approach the table, it almost looks like you're pointing at something before you report the foul. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that our board um,
1: I'm going to have a talk where you're bored, but anyway, keep going.
0: It's because of the masks, right? Because tables can't hear us. Sometimes the tables can't hear us. So we indicate, you know, we point to the bench to indicate who the follows are. So if it's red, we're pointing to the red bench okay. just because of the masks.
1: It's a COVID exception, so then we don't even need to take it any further. I understand.
0: But even after we took up I mean, the week, a week later, we were maskless, which for the first time in two years, which was great. You know, I still had the habit of pointing to the benches, even though I didn't have a mask. So that's a work in progress. There.
1: All right, let's chop it. 352 freedom of movement. Uh, we got a ball handler who's getting bumped. So I just said, let's add a little bit more pop to your hand check. Did you get a chance to check out uh coach D's court, the handshake? Yeah.
0: Good
1: call. Good. That bump right there, shoulder, to shoulder contact. You could, you, yeah. You know what? You could even have reported a push there too, because it was from behind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, I think a push probably be the most appropriate call. Um, but
0: that was and, too low for that. Right. I was too low with the push.
1: Well, you reported a hand, hand check. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's,
1: that's the, again, this is, this is the gray area of the game. I'm trying to teach you guys. If you look in the rule book, the the signal, right, it's down by your hip and it's just, you know, very, very simple and soft. So all all I do is I raise it up a little bit, a few inches, and then this gets you a little bit more extension and it could look more like a one-handed push. Which I think ultimately is going to make us look like a stronger, better official, which will get us more respect and more trust and more believability and all the things that come with that. So, chest level started here. It's almost like you're pulling, again, one handed, one arm push up. It's the one arm push up. It's up with your hand on top of it. Just finish it all the way. It just looks a million times better than what's in the book.
0: Yeah, this is. I need work on my charge call, my PCF call.
1: What do you want to work on?
0: I just need to I need to get find a better a better rhythm. You know, it's similar to my N one where I'm kinda of crouched over a little bit. You know, I lower my body and I'm all one handed. I'm I'm I got the one handed foul behind the head point. It doesn't look good.
1: Got about three plays left, guys. Appreciate you guys sticking around. Next stamp is three minutes, player control file. Um, correct calls. The defender establishes a legal guarding position and gets displaced by A1. I think we can tweak your PCF to look more fluid and smooth.
2: Yeah.
1: What could we tweak? Uh, just slowing yeah. it
0: down. Okay. What I mean, slowing it down, taking a step, opposite hand, head. I mean, that's what I'm working on now on that call his outside hand taking a step and then opposite hand behind the head and then forward.
1: What do we, did you rotate? It looks like you rotated over. What do we think of this rotation?
0: Yeah, it was, I was, I got there too late.
1: Okay. You know, guys, I'm just, I'm telling you officials rotate too much in the lead um, on the high school level and even, even on the college level. Um, So, don't feel like you need to be in a rush to rotate and lead. Be confident that you could ref on the weak side. That you're not a lot. See, we're in a rush because we think we're missing something. We're going to miss something. We're going to miss. We got to rush. We rush, we make poor decisions. Let's take a look at this call one more time. Uh, You also lean a little bit over. I think you lean forward. Stay tall, stay big. Uh, Let's look at your eyes, actually. I want to make sure you're picking up this defender as you rotate. You know, one thing.
0: I was late with that too.
1: So this is another good point. When we're rotating, remember to stick with the players that are in your primary, you know, not watching the ball. And that'll that'll include walking by players that you are responsible for. So what does that mean? That means you got to now open up your hips and turn with them and keep your eyes locked. In this case, we had a player in the paint, so he should have been watching the player in the paint the whole time as he did a brisk walk over and still turned his body to square up, keeping your eyes on 14, 14, 14 while you turn right there. So it's not like a reaction and you have to find out the last minute. Yeah, he
0: defended Tommy by surprise. I I remember thinking that in my head that I didn't pick him up.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, so when we rotate and lead, remember to open up to the players that are in the paint. Yep. If, if we have a, a match-up there. Um, all right, last play, holding foul. Good cleanup foul as you are in a dependable position. See the point of contact.
0: The only note I got that... The only note I have down is... I, I, I think I probably should have came in a little harder with the call, with the whistle. Like, you know, go to the spot, come in a little bit harder. Okay. Because you might, you know, people not... You know, I, I called a foul, but they might not know with five because it was a little bit hidden. Like not too many people could have seen. Not that it matters, but you know, I had a great view of him being tugged from behind. So is
1: this the play? Yeah, this is the play.
0: Okay. Right? Two two twelve. Two twenty
1: nine. Uh, th- maybe, maybe I just didn't comment on this one because it looked. Uh... Like hundred percent hit to the arm. All right, just yeah, that hit was a little bit better. Remember, just lower it a little bit to I think shoulder level yeah, instead yeah. of up here. Yeah, no, I know.
0: Two twelve is what I'm
1: talking. about. Okay. What do I got to do to get some coffee from you? <laughs> <laughs> Send me some Dunkin' Don- Donuts flavors. You.
0: When I see you, Nick. Yeah. Be at the Rogers' term. Roger is term. I mean the uh, camp.
1: You get you get a lot of free coffee.
0: I yeah, I mean, it's where I. I mean, I six seven cups a day, man. Kidding me? Get
1: out of here, really? Yeah, I would probably do the same if I worked there. I drink, I drink a
0: lot of coffee.
1: That's delicious. Too
0: much. Coffee.
1: All right, let's take a look. Good position adjustment. Good no call. Okay, I like that. You know, the center is going to see that contact. So definitely that's your primary as it happens, like behind the player. Uh, Lead looked a little stacked. So definitely a good call by you. Um, That was your last whistle you had. So overall, great job. I think we hit on a lot of great points that I, I know you could just start to insert, insert, insert. So any game you're doing, whether no matter the level. And the off season season is really, really where we can improve and get better, and work on a lot of these things we're talking about tonight. So um, yep. that was great, man. What do you got in, in closing?
0: No, no, I appreciate it. I mean, a lot of eye opening things. You know, mechanically, I thought I was, in the, you know, I, I was thinking I think mechanically I've improved over the, over the year, but uh, you know, still a lot of lot of room for improvement. You know, with that, um, I got to work on my patience, slow it down. You know, I think if I do that, I think everything else will, will kind of flow better.
1: Yeah. And I want to help you get rid of all, all this pressure you're feeling at the table too. Um, you know, and and having too much thoughts in your mind and overthinking. So start to put that out in the atmosphere, it's going to get easier. And you know, one thing at a time. And, and, uh, no, that was good. Uh, Ashley, do you have any, uh, any follow-ups or any
2: questions from our session? no I, I was just I was just very confused I was like man he's going table side he's going away from table side like like college men I was like okay yeah he's not in Texas
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no I mean that's it's, that's very very different than I mean different state different rules too and like how you said like Shiloh um, that um, Shiloh has a restricted area it's like if, if we had that here in Texas, I mean that's that's something new because we don't have a shot clock. I think we're supposed to be getting a shot clock this year in Texas this fall. Okay. So that'll be that'll be something new because they for for us they're saying it's only gonna be like some six A schools, so it's not even gonna be everybody. So that's gonna be kind of kind of weird.
1: Hmm. But should should make the game better.
2: I think so because. Like, I, I don't know about, like, where you guys are from, but down here we have a lot of coaches that they'll just hold the ball for, like, a good, like, two minutes of the game. Mm. And it's just, oh, it's very, like, kind of annoying because, like, man, it's like it's like I want some action, but, I mean, they just like to slow the game down. So
1: yeah,
2: we'll see how that goes.
1: Well, thank you for coming tonight. It was great seeing you, and I uh, hope to see you next week. I
2: should. I'll I'll be here next week. I'm I'm not doing it. <laughs> awesome,
1: love having you, Shiloh. How do you um anything from that session you want to say?
4: No, I just want to thank Fabio. You know, it's it's awesome that he gets out of his comfort zone and allows the group a safe environment for him to. To show his game, so you could give feedback, and then us to give him feedback, bounce things off of him. But I think he's he's doing a, a fantastic job. Appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Thanks for saying that, Shadow. John, anything? Connor.
3: Yeah, Fabio, good. nice job, buddy. I I think you are way, way closer than you think, and I'm excited to to see uh, to see you at camp, and hopefully we we uh, learn together. Looking forward to
1: it. And Connor, anything before we go?
3: Yeah, I would just say the same thing that uh, John said. You know, I think you're real close. And, you know, just work on slowing down and keeping a good presence out there. And I think that'll help you out a lot. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, man.
1: You guys uh, have a great night. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week. Appreciate you. Have a good one.
3: Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Crown Rest Podcast
2: serve the game.
3: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You know, if Crown Refs has brought you any value in the past, I would really appreciate if you would consider joining us in our new private community for basketball officials on the Patreon and Discord apps. We have three different tiers of access and content available. We have Crown Refs Pro, Crown Refs Plus, and Crown Refs mentor. This is uh, next level stuff. If you've been a fan of the content or the podcast for the past few years, or you've been a day one supporter, um, this is the place to be. This is where we have our weekly training sessions on Zoom. This is where we have our live monthly podcast with special guests. This is where we are interacting every day on private channels. So would really uh, appreciate if you could join us in this community. We think you would flourish and definitely accelerate your skills as a basketball official. For more information, you can click the link in this episode description. Have a
0: great day.